Welcome back to God Squad Church. I'm so excited to be here with you. I'm absolutely, absolutely excited for what the Lord is doing and what he continues to do in you and through you and in and through me. The Lord is amazing and uh, I'm just, uh, I'm excited to get into it today uh, and uh before I do, uh, we're going to take a moment, we're going to pray, and just let the Lord know how worthy He is, uh, and really, this is His time. This is His time to shine in your heart and in my own heart. Every single time I preach, it's, it's not just a message for you. It's a study, it's a preparation of God doing something new in my own heart. And so, every single time I preach, I'm kind of speaking to myself, but today, uh, not but, Still today, uh, I'm hoping for that exact same thing because the Lord has been teaching me so many things through this and I want him to do the exact same thing for you. And so let's pray. Let's give him all the glory and honor and then we'll snap right into it. All right, Jesus, we come before you and we thank you, God, that you are a good God. Father, that you love us so deeply. Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would move in the hearts of your people. That God, my words would not be my own. They would be your words. Lord, may I become less so that you can become more. Father, I pray you would just revolutionize people's lives today. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said... Amen. Let's go. Let's get some amens in the chat. Let's get some hype in the chat. Yo, say hi to someone. You know what I mean? If you haven't seen them in a while, tell them you love them. It's always a good thing to be together. So if you were here last week, you would know that I spoke about the Lord being present in our troubles. And really, how he has the victory over our troubles, but we still have to walk through them. But we have God, like we have like the ultimate big brother, the ultimate father that is there for us during our troubles because he's already victorious through all of our struggles and he's there for us and he wants to be because his promises are kept. He is the promise keeper. And so the, the last week's verse was John 16, 33 says, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace in this world. You will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Praise God, praise God, praise God. This week, I want to talk to you about a way to kind of lessen those troubles. Now, no matter what you do, it, the, it, it rains on the just and the unjust, right? There will always be trouble. There will always be suffering as long as we're here on earth. But I think that when we have a deep relationship with God, those troubles can become less. And so we're going to kind of be talking about that today and really what it looks like to live life to the fullest. How do you live your life to the fullest? So if we know troubles are ever present, and no matter your station or your level of holiness, there's, that's no such thing as that. <laughs> How do we live a life to the fullest? A lot of Christians act like earth is like a holding station. Like it's like a step for life before you get to the good part, right? Before you get to the eternal uh, life, before you get to heaven. But that's simply not true. 
that you can have a good life here on earth. You can live life to the fullest. That, that God created this place to be enjoyed. This place to, to be it really, to be God honoring, to be glorifying to him. There's so much beauty and goodness on earth. As gamers, I know we don't go outside much to touch grass, but, but, but there's so much greatness in this world. There's so much brilliance. There's so much to be celebrated. There's so much to be enjoyed. If you're like me, man, you love food? Like, there's so much to be enjoyed. God created this place already with the idea for you to have a great life. Now, there's a couple bumps in the road, right? It's a little rocky here on earth because, well, sin entered the world. When humanity made a choice, To disobey God. And so things aren't perfect, right? That's why we have troubles. That's why we have suffering. It's simply because of a choice that humanity made that brought sin to the earth. But that doesn't mean that all things are bad. Earth is not doom and gloom. It's not like wake up every morning like, oh, Lord, can't wait for you to get back. You know, I hear people saying this all the time in like the Christian realm. It's like, oh, until the Lord tarries. Like, no, I'm enjoying every single day of my life like it's my best day ever. Like this life, I'm going to take it to the max. I am going to extend and, and squeeze every ounce of goodness from this life. And that's not like a, a, a self-help book, right? I'm not, I'm not talking about like self-betterment and like, you know, you need to wake up. with No, but like really enjoying what God created and how he created you to live. A little secret, a little, little behind-the-scenes curtain before we get to the, the, the back end here. But you were created with a purpose. And when you live in that purpose, you're able to enjoy your life to the fullest. Because you were created with a mission in your heart. All right. Let's snap into the scriptures here. Let's, let's see what God says. Um... Basically, the idea of Matthew 11, 28 through 30, uh, it's, it's so moving because basically, to give you some background of this scripture verse, each rabbi in the time of Jesus, and even now they would, they would use this language, they had something called their yoke, which was their teaching. It was the thing that expressed the flavor, kind of, of a rabbi's teaching. And so, like, you've heard me preach to you. You've heard Pastor Boss preach. You've heard uh, Pastor AJ. You've heard, and we all have different kinds of ways that we talk about the Scripture. And it would be the same way as how the rabbis would speak. And so, when the Lord says this, and I'm going to read the Scripture verse here for you now. In, in Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through, through 30, it says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So the Lord is describing how he teaches. But deeper than that, I think the Lord is talking about 
the teaching he has for you, the purpose he's purposed you for, if you follow it, if, if you just get in line with the way that he's talking, like the things that he's speaking about, it's easy and the burden is light. We're going to get a little deeper into the, the meaning of what exactly God is saying here. But I don't want to focus on today about, the, you know, uh, that he'll give you rest like he will 100%. But we've talked about that. We've said like he will give you rest in your troubles. Like you understand that. But take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. We're going to skip and you'll find rest for your souls. You will. But for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. My teaching is easy and my teaching is light. The, the, the heaviness of what I put on you is light. All right. To the Jews living in Jesus' day, two constant burdens were difficult to bear. Rome and the law of Moses. It's just that simple. One constantly oppressed them. And the other held them to an impossible standard that they could not meet on their own. See, the, the reason Jesus came to fulfill the law wasn't only to just come down and like show off his, his godliness. It was the fact that we cannot maintain the law within of ourselves. We will always skew the problem. We'll always mess it up. Because we don't have the ability to keep it in and of ourselves because we have a sinful nature, right? We were born into sin. He came to a, clean that slate, to allow that to be a, a relationship you can take with him. But to try to live up to that impossible standard of a law that we cannot keep by ourselves, it was a burden. And so Jesus offered an easier yoke and a lighter burden. While we aren't being oppressed by Rome and as Christians we're not bound to the covenant between God and Israel, Jesus still offers rest for our souls. And that's good because life is exhausting between work, school, ministry, you know, bills, relationships, everything else. Like, it's easy to feel overwhelmed by pressure and expectations that weigh us down. Jesus doesn't ask us to work for the things the world expects us to. When we go to him and focus on the things that matter to him, we can find rest for our souls. We can find the lightness of the burden he's talking about. And while the circumstances of your life can push you to physical, emotional, or mental breaking points, Jesus offers an easier yoke with a lighter burden. And so that's what I mean when I talk about Jesus's yoke. But even deeper than that, one of the illustrations that would have made sense to the people in Jesus' time, when he talks about, come to me, my, my yoke is burden. One of the things they would do is they would take a beast of burden, which is like an ox, so to speak, like a, a, a working animal. And if there was a new young ox, they would yoke them together with an older, more experienced, mature ox. And what that ox did was a couple things. 
because it understood what it was doing, it taught the younger ox, who was now strapped in together with him, in this thing called a yoke. It was a wooden, um, kind of like neck piece, so to speak. But they were definitely extremely heavy. But these beasts could handle it. And they would put them together. And this stronger, more mature, he's done this before. He's been here. He's done this work. So the muscles that he's using, are he's used to it. He's taking some of the burden from the younger ox. But he's also, the entire time they're going along, he's teaching that ox how to do his job. Really, how to win at pulling this, this plow. And I find that so interesting because I think Jesus is drilling down to something that if you come beside me and you take upon my yoke, he's here. The burden's going to be light. You're going to actually find rest. But if you try to take on that yoke by yourself, imagine pulling a 3,000-pound car like by yourself. Like It's going to be treacherous. You might not be able to do it alone. But with him leading the way, him teaching you and showing you what the good life is. You'll be able to truly, truly, truly start to fall in line and live a life to the fullest. See, Christianity isn't all about abstaining from what the world finds fulfilling just to follow some arbitrary rules. There is a depth most times that's not understood about why God finds certain things good and certain things not good. A lot of times what we would say these things like, man, man that just, that doesn't make sense. Like, you know, you'll hear things like, like, I, I just don't get it. Why, why do I have to stop doing this thing? Why do I have to stop living my life this way to live it this way? And there's no real clear understanding. We don't on this earth understand in God's infinite wisdom, he knows something that we do not know. But a lot of times we can actually peer under the hood, so to speak, into the pages of the Bible and with science and advancement, we've realized some of these things that were so arbitrary in our minds, like when the Jews were instructed to wash their hands before they ate. If you just understood how mind-blowing that is, because they had no idea about microbiology. They had no idea about germs. They and you could actually see it throughout history where Nations were getting destroyed by plagues, by, and the Jews' losses were so much less. And I think there's a couple things there. I think the hand of God was on them, but I think he had instructed them certain things that just allowed them to live a healthier, good life. Not even just spiritually healthy, like physically healthy, like things that impact your life daily now. Do you know what I mean? Daily, right now, that matter. 
And so it's so important that we take these things wholeheartedly, even if we don't understand them necessarily, why they apply such goodness to our lives. Understanding that God does. He does understand. He does know. And there's so many different things in the Bible that are like that, where I, I was I was starting to like research and, and, and look a little deeper a couple years ago, just about like some of the rules and the laws and how they are just good for you. How they just matter. And so there's real life consequence and real life reward behind these rules. And honestly, I don't believe God is some just dictator in the sky trying to keep you in some kind of box. Like, no, I believe what he is teaching you, what we are learning, the way that we should live our life, if we live it in obedience, that is where we live our life to the fullest. Because God knows something you do not know. He has deeper insight. He's God. He knows everything. I don't know if you guys are familiar with, with the the game Escape from Tarkov. If you played Escape from Tarkov, put a one in the chat. If you never have, put a three. Escape from Tarkov is an extremely sweaty game, super hardcore, absolutely ridiculous. But it's so much fun, it's insane. But the reason I bring up Escape from Tarkov is because if you don't follow a certain, like, unwritten rules, right? You just lose. You lose everything. So in Escape from Tarkov, you start, and it, it's kind of like the game I described last week, but it's more hardcore. It's tactical, and they have a bunch of different kinds of weapons, and it, it's, it's a very, very extreme game. But you start in a base, and basically you go on missions depending on the map you choose, and you're trying to get in there, and then you're trying to extract. But in the meantime, there are some PvE-type characters around the map, and then there's, there's players. And... You die in that game to like one, two shots sometimes. And so it's really hard to like, once you get shot, you're kind of just done. And so there's some like real keen strategies that you have to follow and escape from Tarkov. Otherwise, you, you honestly just lose all of your stuff. And <laughs> dying over and over in that game can be very, very tilting. And so there, there's certain things like there's a, there's a thing called head eyes in that game. Which means you got shot in the face. And so, this is so funny uh, to just talk about as a whole. But it's the idea, so when I first started playing Escape from Tarkov, the PvE, or what they call them, scavs, on the maps, were a little overtuned. And when I mean they're overtuned, I mean like if you peeked one of them, they would immediately shoot you in the head. <laughs> and... That's hard because they're everywhere in the map and you had to be super careful and there were certain ways you had to fight them. You could never re-peak the same area. No matter what gun they had, they would just shoot you in the face. And so you had to like really play around it and you know, you're like combat sliding around and you're like diving, you're like you know, belly diving to try to escape from these things. But there's a rule. You simply don't double peek the same window. And Tarkov players understood that because the countless times they've been head-eyes, they had learned. But it's not a fast rule, right? You can still double peek, and there might be times 
where when you double peek that same window, you don't die. But good Tarkov players know because they've been there before, they've done it, they have the experience that you don't double peek the window. And just like Tarkov has rules that people have learned from experience or older players might be able to guide you in, the Lord is trying to do that within your real life. And he's like, TJ, don't double peek the window. He's like, Christian, don't double peek the window. And you're like, what happens if I do? It worked out once. He's like, I know that you could still live through your life. I know that you can double peek the window and it'll work every once in a while. Yeah, I know if you have a little bit of this or a little bit of that, it might not kill you. I know that if you're disobedient to your parents, it might not be the end all in that exact moment. I know if you don't wash your hands before you eat, Israel, it might not kill you. But this is the best practice. This is the best practice for your life. So the guidelines that God has put down in the Bible are guidelines for the good life, for the best life, for the optimal way to live. And yes, when you go upon and you do things your own way, it might work out every once in a while. But it is in no way, shape, or form working out spiritually. And it is in no way, shape, or form the best practice for your life. The best practice in life is obedience to God. See, there's also some unwritten rules for life, right? Like, you've heard it before, like, hard work pays off. It does. I'm 32 years old, and I can tell you hard work pays off. If you learn how to be a diligent worker, it'll pay off in life. And in the contrast, being lazy won't get you very far. It's just true. People will be able to label you. That person's lazy. I don't trust them. They're not going to get it done. Unwritten rules for life. Now the principles in the Bible extend deeper, but they have similar outcomes that are positive, right? If you're a hard worker, you probably will get a better job. You'll probably end up getting paid more. It's just simply how it works. It's not always the case, but for the most part, there's exceptions to the rule, so to speak, but it's the same thing with the principles of the Bible, like love one another. When we don't show love to one another, it's negatively impacting. When the Lord tells you to display the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. I might have mixed those up somewhere, but there's nine of them. When you display those things, when you work on those things, it is good for your life. When you follow those guidelines, it helps you stay on the, on the path to the good life, living your life to the fullest. 
Jesus' teachings are full of life-giving substance that lifts the soul, that literally gives you rest, right? And so the contrast between Jesus versus the Pharisees' teaching is that Jesus' teachings are for you. They're not this weird standard and rule that you have to follow so that people respect you, so that you get glory. No, they're, they're standards and rules so that he can be glorified and that you can have the best life, so that your burden can be light. The Pharisees would have all these ridiculous rules that they created to try to live, um, you know, in, in a human holiness rather than a God holiness. And the Lord came along and said, scratch those teachings. Listen here, I have something for you. I am the wellspring of life, right? I am the ever-giving fountain. See, Jesus' yoke is light. It's not burdensome. It's freeing. It's like the idea between heavy armor and light armor, right? Like when if you're in heavy armor and you don't need to be in heavy armor, you're just at a disadvantage. It's just that simple. Anybody who plays D&D &D will understand this. You know what I mean? You get the, <laughs> you get the swim checks that are, you get negatives, you get disadvantage maybe if you're in heavy armor, but in your light armor, there's more benefit. So God is saying like, I've, allowed you to be in this light armor. And I have you. I have the rest of it. You don't have to worry about your AC. You know, I got you. I'm here for you for the rest. His burden is also right. His yoke is right. And what I mean by that is it fits you. God's yoke for you is made for you. His teaching, what he's called you to, it's been designed for you. Now, there's a lot of things that are just standard across the board, right? Like loving one another, the fruits of the Spirit, learning how to be selfless, learning how to humble your pride. Those are across the board. But there's also a yoke that he has designed specifically as a master carpenter for you and your purpose. So his yoke is light, his yoke is right, and his yoke is simple. It's not complicated. The plan just makes sense. You're not getting into this war, right? Because we've used a lot of like armor imageries and we use like the armor's designed for you perfectly, but you're not getting into a war where it's chaotic and chaos. It's very simple. Jesus says it most simply like this. There is only one way to the Father, and that is through me. He is known as the way. He is the path. The plan makes sense. See, I said it earlier, this life on earth isn't uh, a placeholder. It's not a waiting place. It matters. Your time on earth matters and greatness can be extracted from it. But yes, there is a greater reward. A great hope, so to speak. 
that is of eternal life in heaven where sin no longer has a grip and suffering ceases to exist. It's the promise of eternal life. It's the promise of heaven. And if you're living on this earth right now, there is a passage to heaven for all people. But there's only one way to get there. And that's through Jesus. He is the bridge. And it's your faith and surrender to Jesus as Lord that allows you passage onto that bridge. I would love to help anybody here walk through that next step in their relationship with God. But honestly, it, it's, it's simple. Now, don't get me wrong. I didn't say it's easy. I said it's simple. And I say that because it's, it's talking to God and saying, would you forgive me of my sins? I want to follow after you. I surrender to you as Lord. Would you be the Lord of my life? It's simple, right? Those words are simple. But I say it's simple and not easy because obedience is difficult. And to follow after him is obedience. But somewhere in our heart, somewhere inside of us, somewhere in that thing that we call, the Christians call flesh nature, that, that thing that battles against us to want to break free or do things on our own, to live up to our own onus. That's the battle you have. That every human has when coming and putting their faith in Jesus. It's a battle between, do I want to do it my way or do I, I want to do it his way? And I've told you, his burden and his yoke are light. They're simple. They're right for you. But somewhere in us, as that young ox next to that big ox man, thinks sometimes we think, well, I'm going to do it my way. And that other ox is like, oh man, this ain't going to work out well. I've seen this before. But the young ox, I'm going to double peek the window. The, the experienced player sitting back behind cover. Oh man, I've seen this before. And Jesus is looking down on us. And right now he's praying for you. He's intercessing at the right hand of the Father. But he's looking down. And he's like that experienced player. He's like that experienced ox. I've seen this before. I know where this heads. Would you just listen to me? Would you just give me a chance? Because even on this earth, even in the right now,
I can help you live your life to the fullest. That's God. So if you want that, I want that for you. And I've told you how to get there. And we have, you know, connect forums and things like that. You can fill out to be able to talk to someone further. You know, you can always message any of the pastors about, hey, I'm interested in taking my next steps to kind of live in this this life and figuring out what it's like to be obedient to God and on myself. And I just want to help navigate that path with you. Um, so feel free to message us. You can message us here at the church on Twitch. You can message us in Discord. Whatever, whatever is easiest for you. We don't want anything from you. And I repeat that so often. We just want everything for you. You know, I don't do this because... I, I, I just don't do this for myself. I do this because I think Jesus has such a great life for you. And I want everybody to live the same way that I do. And that's life to the fullest. Every day, creating your best day ever. But apart from God, it doesn't really exist. I want to challenge everyone in, 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 this, in this channel today. Whether you're watching us on YouTube, or you're here live on Twitch. I want you to challenge yourself to examine your life and find an area where you haven't given God a chance. Maybe you've been following someone else's yoke and it's been rigorous. Maybe that's the yoke of, you know, of drugs and alcohol. Maybe that's the yoke of addiction to pornography. Maybe that's the yoke of following after this world or whatever whim you have in the moment. And you've realized that that yoke is not getting you anywhere. That teaching is not bringing and breathing life into you. I want you to examine your life and see where it is that you've deviated off of God's plan. Where you're not allowing his teachings into your heart. Where have you become the Lord of your life and stopped allowing him to be? And whether that be in your heart in your faith, in your finances, maybe even your purpose. You've just kind of been running away from what God has for you. Like when I say the Lord's yoke is simple, it's light and it's right, like that's for you. He's designed such a great purpose for you and for me. And for you, and you, and you, and you. I challenge you to take some time after church today even, maybe five minutes. Just put on some instrumental worship music. Go on YouTube and look up instrumental worship. And just examine where it is that you have not let the Lord 
have where you haven't let his teachings invade. And then allow him. Allow him into the mix. Give it a try. I guarantee you, it'll change your life. And if no one's told you today, they love you. I love you with my whole heart. Bye, guys. Thank you, Pastor Daylight, for that amazing message that he just gave. I don't know about you guys, but uh, for me, it definitely hit me hard in a lot of different areas. And I think one of the questions that he asked nearing the end of his message that really hit me, he said, what is an area in your life that you haven't given God a chance? What yoke have you still been carrying in your life right now that you haven't given up yet? You just haven't given over to God. And like he said, you know, as he was talking about Tarkov, the double peak might work every once in a while, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not allowing you to live your life to the fullest. It's not allowing you to live your life to the fullest. And so for those of you today that were listening and maybe you've never accepted Jesus Christ into your heart, hey, like he said, it is a simple thing. Sometimes we lead people through a prayer, but the prayer isn't what saves you. It's, it's, it's literally just asking God. It's asking Jesus Christ to come and live inside of you. It's giving your life over to him. Like he said, it's simple, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's easy to do. Doesn't necessarily mean that your life is going to be easy because it, it, it's not. You know, The Bible promises us that we're gonna have trials and tribulations. And so for those of you that have done that today, for those of you that have accepted Jesus Christ for the first time into your life today, hey, we wanna congratulate you and we wanna celebrate with you. And if you can do me a favor, if somebody can type exclamation point connect in the chat, what I would ask you to do if you did give your life to Jesus for the first time today, or even if you are new today for the first time, you know, as well, you can fill us out as well. We want to be able to connect with you. But if you accepted uh, Jesus into your uh, heart for the first time today, we want to connect with you. We want to give you some resources as well. These are things uh, you might have questions for us. We, uh, we would like to give you resources of where do I start reading the Bible? How do I pray? What does baptism look like? And all those different things. We want to be able to help you through those things. And, and so if you did accept Jesus Christ into your life today, whether it's live during worship right now, or maybe it, it, you're watching a VOD, maybe you're watching on YouTube, maybe you're listening on one of the uh, many uh, podcasts. Uh, hey, listen, we want to celebrate with you, but we want to connect with you as well. We'd love to be able to answer any questions that you do have. So for those of you that have that link right now, you can definitely click on that, fill that out so we can connect with you and help you in that area. Because listen, it is not the end of something. It's the beginning of a brand new, amazing, life-fulfilling journey that you are going to be starting. It's not easy, but I can promise you that it is a fulfilling journey in your life. It's absolutely, absolutely amazing. Guys, right now, though, we're going to go into a time of giving and offering. Uh, and hey, if this is your first time here, listen, we don't want anything from you, but we want everything for you. This is for those people that call God Squad Church their home church. And hey, if this is your first time, or maybe you don't call God Squad Church your home church, but you feel like God is asking you to give, hey, we encourage that as well. And I want to encourage and challenge you. Because I, we believe here at God Squad Church that giving of our finances, yes, of our time, of our talents, absolutely, but of our treasures as well, we believe that it's a form of worship. 
The Bible talks about it. The Bible talks about giving to God. And I believe that it's a big faith call because we know that we need finances in this life. We need to be able to have food on the table and our homes be able to provide for ourselves. But I believe that it is a big faith call as well for God to say, hey, here's, here's what I'm asking you to do. And so something that me and my wife do and what I believe everybody should do is to really ask God, what is it that you want me to give? What is the number that you want me to give to get on your hands and knees, no matter what percentage that is, no matter what that looks like from your earnings or from what you have, I believe that God is asking us to give to him and to give generously. But I also believe that when he does that, he is also going to fulfill his promise to us that he is going to give back and he's going to give back abundantly. He's going to continue to take care of you. He is going to continue to provide for you. And I know from my life, and I will give you guys just a a short little testimony, not an exact example, but I know that there's been times that me and my wife in the past where maybe we failed to, to give to give whatever it was that God was asking us to give. And I can tell you, he, he doesn't bless those times for us. But when we do give and we give faithfully, even when it even when it doesn't make sense, God always comes through. He always comes through. So uh, he asks us to give with a joyful heart. He asks us to give with expect, expectantly, expecting that God is going to do great things so that we can continue to do here what we do at God Squad Church, giving the gospel to gamers each and every day and to continue doing all these things. And so we want to thank you for your generous and uh, and your generosity and your faithfulness of continuing to give so we can continue God Squad Church and continue doing what we're doing. And I want to give you uh, a few multiple safe and secure ways that you can give the God Squad Church. You can go into the panels below, click on the, click on the give link, and essentially that will allow you to give through uh, Streamlabs, through PayPal, you can also go through it to our website at godsquadchurch.com. Click on the Give button at the top right. And that will allow you to set up a recurring donation if you would like to. You can do weekly, you can do monthly, or you can also just do a one-time donation there. And then finally, you can also use Text to Give if you're a U.S. resident. And all you need to do is text uh, any amount to number 84321. It will lead you through a few instructions, and you can also give there as well. But hey, I, I want to thank you once again for your faithfulness and generosity, because with Without you, we couldn't continue doing what we're doing here at God Squad Church. 